And we're back. And I'm Jay. <laughs> and who's that? That's Grant coughing. <laughs> it was like a cough laugh. A clap. A clap. <laughs> a Grant clap. A calf. A calf. <laughs> Holy crap, guys. Sorry, just clapped. <laughs> yeah, so... Welcome to Exploring Middle Earth. My name is Jay, and sitting across from me is Grant. I'm the resident Tolkien expert, uh, not expert. Oh. Grant's the expert. Let me switch places. Resident Tolkien tech guy, because oh, I spent yeah. about an hour trying to get this. Probably like thirty minutes. Well, we spent like an hour almost waiting. like waiting for the mic to get here because uh, yeah. Jay just ordered a new mic for this, which is what I'm speaking through. So hopefully it sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, and then we spent quite a bit <laughs> trying to set it up. Well, Jay did. We figured it out, though. I was just sitting here and now watching it'll make, Jay. And so. now it'll make e- editing easier because we're yeah. recording into one audio track. We used to have to do the little uh, clap thing before. Yeah, um, but we don't do that we don't. anymore. Let's do a clap. Not too loud, though. Cause it'll no, I know. Yeah, okay. for old one, time's sake. One, two, three. You wow. got it. Still got it. Yeah, so I'm Jay. Grant, did you introduce yourself yet? No, because you were talking... Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm Grant, uh, the resident Tolkien expert. Um, I I would say I know quite a bit. You know, I I I know my stuff. I know I, what I'm talking. I know what I'm talking about. I make a few mistakes here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I'm smart. This is my only area of expertise. Yeah. Not really. I mean, there's like a few other like things that I'm smart with, but but we're not gonna get into that. No, just no. Tolkien stuff for now. Just talking Tolkien. Yep. So we're going over. Uh, we're th- we're throwing a curveball at you guys. We're throwing we're throwing a wrench in the whole thing. Yeah. Last episode we said we're only reading chapter eleven, but you know when we read it, I read it Sunday. When did you read the chapter? I didn't read it. You didn't read <laughs> no. it. No. Oh, I read it Sunday and thought, dang, this is a short chapter, not much to talk about. So I texted Grant and he's yeah. like, let's do two chapters. I was like, okay. So we're doing two chapters, uh, eleven and twelve. Yep. Both big chapters. Um, well, small but like yeah, important. Yeah, both uh, important chapters. So on the doorstep and inside information. So if you did read uh, on the doorstep and you thought you were all caught up, you're not. You can go ahead and pause it right oh, now and not. catch up. <laughs> uh, read chapter twelve, inside information. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Thanks for reading that. Yeah. Now, thank you. Welcome, welcome back. back. We're gonna have Grant oh. start off with chapter 11 yeah do his thing then i'll do chapter 12 i'm gonna do my thing so sit back relax oh i do have something enjoy the dulcet tones of grant housekeeping some housekeeping about last episode i noticed when i was editing it oh last episode we mentioned the great gatsby yeah and then we grant said something about how it was bilbo's birthday and i said oh that's because he said i just remembered it was my birthday yeah that's a line from the great gatsby and not from the hobbit i just i said that and i was like i can't remember where in the hobbit that's from and when i was editing i realized that the nick character from the great gatsby says that when they're in the hotel right before gatsby uh, spoiler for great gatsby if you haven't read it i don't know how which go ahead pause it and read it right (laughs) now (laughs) gonna read a ton of books yeah uh before gatsby and daisy leave and she kills uh tom buchanan's mistress or whatever yeah it's gatsby's or jay or Nick's birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think Bilbo, like, at the end of The Hobbit, like, I think he does, like, mention the fact that, like, oh, I forgot, like, 
I forgot my birthday. Yeah. Because he was going on the adventure and he was shivering cold mm-hmm. in the barrels. So, or but in the river. But, but yeah, the line I was thinking of was from The Great Gatsby, not from The Hobbit. Both good books. Yeah. But both good. Different books. But yeah, so Grant, why don't you take us All through right. the journey of chapter 11? Yeah, so I have chapter 11, which is on the doorstep. So we're, where we left off last time was a warm welcome. They had uh, got into Lake Town. And they were hailed as heroes because of the prophecy and all the songs that uh, all the people of Lake Town were singing. And they're like, oh, now that the king has returned to the mountain, the, the river is going to be flowing with gold and Lake Town is going to be rich. So they're all excited. And then uh, they give the dwarves basically celebrity treatment. And, uh, and so now the dwarves, though, they have to kind of like... Uh, they have to kind of go. Okay, well, that's that's enough. We have to actually go and do the quest <laughs> in order yeah. to bring you guys gold. Not they that they promised them they gold. They can't be lazy. Yeah. So now they are uh, continuing their journey towards the Lonely Mountain, which is closer than ever. Um, so I'll just kind of read a quick quick summary. Um, after leaving Lake Town or Esgroth, as they also called it. Um, the dwarves and Bilbo journeyed towards Erebor. Uh, they followed the river running, which is, uh, or you can call it the running river. doesn't really matter. But they followed that river, which flows um, from its source in the Lonely Mountain down to the Long Lake. Mm-hmm. And so they basically had to go upstream, uh, which is kind of difficult if you're just rowing in a boat. So it took them a little while, but finally they uh, disembarked on the... Um, the western shore, I think it said, of the, the river. I don't really remember how far up they went. But then they started getting to this area that was uh, pretty bleak and barren. And there were once a lot of trees there. You could see all these burnt stumps and everything. But now it's just all kind of like coarse grass and dirt. And it's just kind of a wasteland. And that is what it is known as the Desolation of the Dragon or the Desolation of Smaug, which is what the second movie was That's called. That's in my notes. Oh, that's crazy, man. But hey, it's okay. I'll let you take that. One. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll let you take that um, back. So Thorin uh, decided that he wanted some some of the dwarfs to scout out the uh, the front door uh, just to kind of see if the dragon, if there are any signs of the dragon still alive, or if he had blocked up any entrances. Um, so Balin, Feely, Keeley, and Bilbo were sent to spout out the front gate. Um, across the river, they saw the ruins of the old city of Dale which was once the, uh, I guess it was sort of like the capital of the kingdom of Rovanion, mm-hmm. um, in which when Dale was destroyed uh, in the onslaught of Smaug, uh, a lot of the people of Dale fled and went and pretty much founded Lake Town. I don't remember, I can't remember if Lake Town was, I think it was a thing when Dale was a city still and when Erebor was still a kingdom. But um, most of the people of Dale fled and went into Lake Town and then built more houses, obviously, to live there. But So yeah. that's where most of the people of Lake Town are descended from mm-hmm. people of Dale. Um, and Balin was pretty much uh, telling the younger dwarves and Bilbo all about like how uh, he was with Thorin when they escaped um, the fires of Smaug. And um, he, r- he was talking about like the uh, Dale and like how busy it used to be and how there was a great trade between them uh between the dwarves and the men um and then they uh they finally f- see the gate and then there's like a, a few crows here and there that are uh 
kind of flying about and bowing gets kind of like the shutters and he doesn't like that because i guess crows are pretty much an ill omen to the dwarves yeah. um i feel like they're an ill omen to most yeah pretty uh, much races yeah. well or yeah <laughs> yeah races, no, yeah, yeah races yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh so then oh. they they returned back to uh thorn and the other dwarves and then they started searching the western side of the mountain where the map showed the hidden gate was or the hidden door and they d- they did this for a couple of days and they could not find it, which I mean leave it to doors if it's a hidden door it's gonna be really hidden. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think it's funny that they thought they could find it. Yeah. Even though like, they made the magic, so they're like, oh, this is such great magic. Yeah. But we'll be able to find it. We'll be able to find it. We're dwarves. We can do it. Yeah. Even though like none of them except for Thorn and Balin were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I feel like Dwalin would be there though too because he's brothers with Balin. I don't know how much younger he is than Balin. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyways, uh, he could have been like a little kid or something. Little Anyways, boy. so they're looking for the hidden door. And um, Bilbo, Feely, and Keely uh, find uh, like a little track that takes them onto this like narrow cliff. Or like this ledge on the on a cliff. And it was really hard to get up to, but they found it. And uh, they, fi- they find this like, uh, like this like flat cliff side. And it's like it's like the perfect spot for the hidden door and it's in the exact same spot where the map says it is, but they just don't know how to open it now, even though Elrond showed them the moon uh, letters or whatever on the map uh, back in Rivendell that mm-hmm. said like with the la- last light of Durin's day or something like that. Yeah. That, o- that confuses me. Like they knew it was, but they were like, Oh, I don't know how to open it. Yeah. They're just dumb. Well, and cause worked. and Gandalf gave Thorin the key so they have the key and they just need to wait for the last and but they're like oh we can't open it and it's like yeah you have to wait for it <laughs> they're double d uh, dumb dwarves <laughs> yeah Doran's day is also double d oh yeah um yeah so bomber 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 uh was the only dwarf that did not want to go up on the ledge because it was like really narrow like i was saying so he didn't want to climb up there um and they uh they try to break open the door, but all of their pickaxes splinter because it's a magical enchanted door. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the dwarves and Bilbo, too, they kind of just kind of sit there and they're all defeated. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so they don't they don't have much time because mm-hmm. Durin's day is coming up soon and they don't want to like stay the whole winter there. And so they start discussing whether or not they should just, like, send Bilbo or a few other of the dwarves um, into the front gate, which Smaug would most likely be watching. Uh, so that was pretty much like a suicide mission. But um, they were Bilbo was hoping that Gandalf would return. Um, but that probably wasn't going to happen. No. You know how that is. No. So anyways, so they're sitting there all defeated, and they're trying to think of some way to get in and at least steal a few trinkets and treasures and whatever um when suddenly the uh the sun started um uh what do you call it setting (laughs) i was gonna say rising but i'm like no it was that night so the sun started setting (coughs) sorry and uh no thanks man and uh then uh the new moon started to rise or it started to show up in the sky and then um Bilbo hears like a kind of like a crack or like a like a tapping on a rock behind him, and he sees this big uh, black thrush uh, knocking a snail against the stone, and um, 
then they think of the words on Thor's map, um, which they should have done in the first place. And Bilbo understood uh, that it was like the, I can't remember what the words were. It was something about the last light of Durin's day. And it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily the last light of the sun because I think the sun went behind the clouds, but it was the last light of the day, which was also the moon because they were in the uh, sky there at was the like, same time. I remember there was like a ray that shot. Yeah. And it was that last ray that yeah. was like. So, yeah. And, and then so that little ray of moonlight uh, hits the, uh, the wall where the door is and it reveals this kind of like tiny little crack where the key fits into. And so they, uh, they get the, they get the key in there and then they, um, they open it and it, it, well, they like, they start pushing on it and it just like really easily opens, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny cause they were just breaking their pickaxes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's magic, man. Yeah. And then, so, uh, they, uh, they open the door and it's just a pitch black tunnel and there they are. Yeah. Yeah. So wha- in there. what are they going to do now? I don't know. I do. Whoa. Okay. And I hope that you guys do too because you read it. Yeah. Hopefully. But before Jay gets into that, I have a passage to read this time because Jay said I should. Oh, is that the Smaug passage? No, this is my passage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, hold off on that Smaug Hold passage. off, man. All right. Here we go. So this is um when uh, the dwarves are traveling uh, on their way to the Lonely Mountain. Yes. So they're not there yet. All right. It was a weary journey and a quiet and stealthy one. There was no laughter or song or sound of harps, and the pride and hopes which had stir- stirred in their hearts at the singing of old songs by the lake died away to a plodding gloom. They knew that they were drawing near to the end of their journey and that it might be a very horrible end. The land about them grew bleak and barren, though once, as Thorn told them, it had been green and fair. There was little grass, and before long there was neither bush nor tree, and only broken and blackened stumps to speak of ones long vanished. They were come to the desolation of the dragon, and they were come at the waning of the year. Mm. So a little passage. Just about the desolation of the dragon. Desolation of Smaug. So now I have uh, like a few little things about... um. Oh, hold on. I don't even think... Well, I'll get that guy talking. Oh, he's um, back. I'm back. Okay. So I found what I was looking for, but it wasn't in the spot that I thought it was. So I'm just not going to talk about it right now. Oh, no. So yikes. Um, I All guess that weight. You guys didn't feel weight. No. Because I was able to stop the recording. Yeah. I'm so happy about this, guys. I guess I should have uh, Guess I should have read the chapter. Yeah. I, I, g- feel, I feel like I I feel like I let you guys down. Yeah. If you guys – did you read either chapters? Mm. Oh. Because in my head – I'm the Tolkien expert, yeah, so, so I'm like, know. yeah, I know what. Wait, did you read, because um, we did two chapters last I week. I read the chapter last week. We did two chapters. Though. Well, I only read the one that I was doing. Oh, so you've done three in a row you haven't read. Because yeah. I did chapter 10, yeah. and then you're doing 11 now. So, yeah. dang, guys, Grant's behind. I know. But he's busy, you know, he has lots going on. I'm busy. I just busy. bought a house, okay? Just bought a house. Bought big a house. news, bought a house. Big news. Whoa. Whoa, like that's such big a big guy. deal. Oh, got a house. Oh, okay, Whoa. got a house. Whoa. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Congrats it is a house. big deal. Big deal. It really is. Oh, big deal. Big it's, house. It's big really deal. fun. I I do have to say one of my favorite. I'm just going to real quick. Just real quick. Just riff off this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my favorite thing about our house is that there's um this big bedroom on the first floor. And it's supposed to be the master bedroom, but it's like right next to the entryway. And we just didn't like when we were having like people over. My wife and I were like, well, we don't really want our bedroom and like master bathroom to be like the thing that like all the 
people see when they first come in. Mm-hmm. So we had have our bathroom and bedroom upstairs, so it's kind of more private. And then the big master bedroom um, got turned into my man cave, sort of, or yeah. m- more like a study. I don't really know. So I play drums. A gentleman's cave. Yeah, gentleman's <laughs> cave. So I play drums, and I have a drum set in there. And mm-hmm. then my wife just got a bass and is learning bass, so yeah. we've got our bass in there. So we've got it's kind of like a little music room. I've got a recliner in there where I read, and then I've got some bookshelves. You I've invite got her into the gentleman's room. Is she allowed to go <laughs> in, or do you have to say she's? I have to give her permission. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to go in the gentleman's um, room. There's like a new password every day. Oh really? And then I've got uh, this like uh, cartography table where I draw maps, and I've got like uh, swords hanging on the wall and stuff. Oh. So it's pretty cool. That's my favorite room in the Does house. Does it have <laughs> a nice view? Is there a window on? Yeah, it looks out into the backyard oh. where our fire pit is, and then I have a few bird feeders hanging up in the trees and stuff. So. That's yeah. That's crazy, man. So I, I got a oh big deal. I got a pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah, it's pretty nice. Everybody, snap for granted. Everybody, give it up for me. Everybody, get, everybody, yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> well, back back to the podcast. That was our homeowner segment. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, back to me. So what I'm gonna talk about now, um, just like a few small details about the uh, chapter eleven, um, on the doorstep. So it mentions. Uh, some crows and then the thrush so crows were seen as like Balin was suggesting they were kind of ill omens he said they brought about evil and in folklore in mythology they are generally seen as uh, bearer of bad news bear they also represent death which is why a flock of crows is called a murder of crows because they represent death or they show up at battle uh sites scenes it's a big literary device too it is yeah like when crows are there it's not good yeah shakespeare Um, uses it it was in that what the (coughs) northman movie we just watched those are ravens oh ravens yeah Yeah. those those are um ravens are a little bit bigger than crows Mm -hmm. and they represent more or less like wisdom and then also fate and destiny yeah so also another little thing the northman movie that just came out directed by robert eggers it was a really good movie jay and i just watched it you know what i realized though what i don't think tolkien ever mentioned explicitly that he was um influenced by that story the story of prince amleth Mm -hmm. but if you think about it it feels a lot like uh turin like the children of horan yeah because i mean well I don't really want to spoil it, but there's like a lot of things like it's like kind of like the lost prince. And then Torin was kind of like the he was supposed yeah. to be like the head of the house of Hurin. But well, um, I read that that movie is based off it, but like kind of loosely based. So there's the original story is probably different or a little different. So Tolkien might have been inspired by the original story. Yeah, right. Is it yeah. Robert Eggers or Roger Eggers? Robert. Robert Eggers probably changed a few things. Yeah. We'll have to go to the source material. Yeah. But I know. Um, uh. <sighs> what am I trying to say? Um, Grant knows something. I know Tolkien for for Turin, the Children of Hurin story. I know he was inspired by uh, uh, Sigurd the Dragon Slayer yeah. because Turin is the, or yeah, Turin's the Dragon Slayer of Glaurung. So mm-hmm. that's what he was inspired by. But I feel like he was probably inspired by that too because there's a lot of connections that I just made. Well, we can we can save that for we can, uh, we can Tolkien inspiration yeah. episode. Yeah. So um. Anyway, so. Yeah, so what I was just saying, a flock of crows is called murder because they're symbols of death or symbols of destruction, symbols or bad omens, ill omens, whatever you want to say. 
And then uh, the thrush that is mentioned, it said it was like a large black thrush. Um, Tolkien was, uh, I, I would say he, he had a fair knowledge of birds, and he he lived in England. So the the black thrush that lives in England is called a blackbird. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's some specific name, but it's a blackbird, basically. It's all black. It's pretty large, and it's got like a bright yellow bill and bright yellow legs. And that's like a really common bird in northern Europe and everything. So that's probably the bird he was referring to was yeah. a blackbird. Um, so uh, the thrushes in Middle Earth, though, I mean, it, it probably wasn't exactly a blackbird. I don't know what Tolkien had in mind, but that's probably what he based it off of. But the thrushes in Middle Earth um, had the, they were somewhat intelligent and they had the power to understand people, like the common tongue mm-hmm. um, or Westron that the dwarves were speaking. And so that, uh, the thrush could understand uh, what they were saying. And he was pretty much listening to what they were saying when uh, they were talking about like the like the front or the, the front gate and the hidden the door the hidden door and everything and they were from Lake Town yeah. or that's where they came from, um, and so the thrushes also used to be able to not only speak or listen at least to the dwarves but speak to the people of Dale, um, and I guess it was mostly like the noble line of Dale like the line of kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll that'll come into play. It just better. you wait. Yeah. So that's that's what I've got. There's just a few little things about birds. Yeah. That was our bird special. Grant's a big bird guy, if you didn't know. I'm a big bird guy. Which he is well, why. he's a human, but he likes birds. He's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I not an actual. I'm not an actual bird. I know guy. you guys can't yeah. see him, but Grant's human. Yeah. He's not a, just a big bird. No. No. Um. So now I have. Uh, I'm gonna talk briefly about Doran's Day as Durin's well. Doran's Day. Yeah. Uh, just because that's a big part of the whole like journey to like they're supposed to get there before Doran's day so that they can open the door and everything like that. So it all depends on Doran's day. Yeah. Um. So Doran's day is kind of like a rare event noted by the dwarves, and it was kind of celebrated by the dwarves as like a holiday because it's called Doran's day, and Doran was like the first father of the dwarves. So. That was kind of like a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like their new year because it marked like the last day of their year before th- it like winter started or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so it was basically like their New Year's Eve or like New Year, New Year's Day sort of thing. Um, and it was noted because there was usually the sun when it was setting and the moon were out at the same time, the new moon, like of a new cycle. So, um, and it was the first day of the last moon of autumn on the threshold of winter. Those were Thorne's words. Um, yeah, and then so the moon letters written on Thor's map of the Lonely Mountain predicted that on Durin's day, the last light of the sun at, as night fell would reveal the secret door and the side of the Lonely Mountain. So that's what they were needing. Um, and then there's like a few calculations of like people trying to figure out what day it actually landed on because uh, Tolkien didn't actually like with the Lord of the Rings, he, like, had, like, each day-by-day, day, like, of, like, Frodo and the Fellowship's journey of where they went and everything. Yeah. But with the Hobbit, he didn't really have that. He just kind of had, like, general, like, oh, they were doing this in May or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or in, like, October, this is where they were. So, um, but he did, um, I just burped. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, no, it felt good, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there is a book called the, uh, I don't know if it's a book. It's 
it's it's a writing by Tolkien, but it's called the History of the Hobbit, and uh, Tolkien um, said that Doran's Day, uh, well, for at least for that year in which the Hobbit took place, Doran's Day was on the nineteenth of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like it is like right before winter, but it's like, I mean, winter winter for us at least starts December twenty first. So he had a little while. Yeah. But it, I guess it is on the threshold. And at least that far north in the in Middle Earth, it probably is winter sooner. So, mm-hmm. um, But then, like, a few other people who are, like, Tolkien scholars, like, tried to calculate it. Um, according to Andreas Mohn. <laughs> huh? Yeah, Andreas Mohn. It's spelled M-O-H-N. Oh. Yeah. So. Hey, teach them. Yeah, that uh, his calculation was that Doran's day of the Third Age, 2941, occurred on the 22nd of October of the Shire calendar. Mm. Um, and That's I mean, almost Halloween. Yeah, and that's basically because The Hobbit is Bilbo's story, like mm-hmm. he wrote it, basically. So it would make sense that it would be for the Shire calendar. So 22nd of October, and it's based on the assumption that the orbital period of the moon, as described in The Lord of the Rings was about 20 minutes shorter um, or faster than today. Well, that's interesting. So he calculated it all based on that. And then another person, uh, Karen Wynne Fonstad, uh, she did like the Atlas of Middle-Earth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she made a rough estimation based purely on the traveling times and distances that they took in The Hobbit without any astronomical calculations, and she put the date of Doran's Day on the 30th of October. Oh, so right before, yeah, uh, Halloween. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a little. That's a little bit about Duran's Day. Hey, if that you know. section interested you, we have a whole episode about holidays in the calendar of yeah uh, Middle Earth. Yeah, so check that out. Right now, Mike. Do you want me to like you? You know what we did last time, where I did like the trivia after my. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do the trivia right now. Yeah. So. This is trivia about Duran's day, so hopefully you're just paying attention to those dates. Oh, um, right. I I have the, I know the dates. I'm pretty sure. Okay. What was the day, or what? Yeah, what date was Duran's day according to Tolkien himself? Oh, I remember. It's I know it's not the twenty second or the uh, um thirtieth. It's right before. It's bef- a few months before winter. Um. Is it in October or no? Yeah, it is. I don't I don't really remember. I'm just gonna throw out a wild guess. Okay. October twelfth. No. My high or low? Uh you're too low. You need to go higher. October twentieth. Very close. Twenty first? Lower. Nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that right, but no. I mean I technically um, got it right but <coughs> to a point. And then this is just kind of like an easy offshoot question. Uh that I know you will already get. What about the other calculations that other people made? Oh, the 22nd. Moan yep. made the 22nd. Yeah, yep. Good and job. I can't remember the lady's name. Karen. Karen made the 30th. Yep. The 30th. I'll give you that one because you, you. You, got, you got that guy's name and you got yeah, the Yeah, but dates. you also like just said them. So Yeah. Well, But you know I'm dumb and I don't know things. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah. So uh, I, we're going to take like a short little uh, break. Mental health break. Mental health. Uh, We're gonna take for mental us. Health. Yes. For us. Um, you guys can keep listening. We're going to just plug our Instagram, whatever. And Twitter, I think it which, is. Which, uh, yeah. 
So yeah. have fun with that. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. And we're back. And I'm Jay. And who's that? That's Grant coughing. <laughs> that was like a cough laugh. A clap. A clap. <laughs> a Grant clap. A calf. A calf. <laughs> Holy crap, guys. Sorry, just clapped. <laughs> yeah, so um, Grant just said it's summary chapter 11, which means it's my turn to do chapter 12. Whoa. This one, um, what the heck is it called? Uh, inside information. Inside information. Yeah. Did I could you read them? I yeah, I did read them. <laughs> I could have <laughs> used. I was laying on the bed right there when I read them. Oh, cute. I could have used some insider information to know the title of that, but you're gonna get some insider information about it if you oh. haven't read it. Like Grant, Grant hasn't read it, so yeah, yeah. this isn't Grant's first time hearing about this chapter because he's read it before, but he didn't read yeah. it this time. So, as Grant said, they're in, uh, s- the mountain. Are we recording? I can't tell. Yeah. See this red thing? Oh, okay. That's the recording. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure. Hey, that would have been bad. You're talking to the tech guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> There's only two of us, so one of us has to be the tech guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, they're they're debating who's going to go uh, to the yeah. deeper into Smaug's lair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thorns does his thing. You know, he's very long-winded, but the gist of it is he's, he's got to like, be important. Yeah, Bilbo, yeah. you're going. And Bilbo's like... What now? <laughs> you what? You what? Yeah, so Bilbo has to go. So Bilbo gets nominated to go into Smaug's lair. Oh, that would be an honor to be nominated. Yeah. Yeah, so he he slips on the ring because he's like, I'm not going. I'm not raw dogging this. I'm going <laughs> in with protection. So he puts the ring on. <laughs> that, was a re- that was a really good way of putting that. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he puts the ring on and heads in. And um, so he's invisible. You know how that is. So he comes upon Smaug sleeping. Smaug's <laughs> taking a snooze. But do you know what he's on? He's not on a he's not on a sleep number, Grant. He's not <laughs> on a heated mattress pad. No, he's on his gold and everything else. His treasure. And he's just sleeping there, but he's protecting it. But like sleeping on the yeah, job. Yeah. It's like in Ooh. the movies when the security guards are sleeping and the guys like sneak past. I just <laughs> smacked my mouth against Yeah, you just pretty much kissed it. Yeah. So he's Bilbo's like, I gotta, t- I mean, gotta take something to sh- bring it back to them, show them. Yeah. So he takes a cup and he's like, This is a good cup. I'll take this cup. <laughs> he, and he's like, He'll never know. So he skitters on back. Except hobbits are quiet, so yeah. it's more it's like a. It's more like. Yeah. So like he that. scatters on back. Skitters on back. And he's like, Guys, look, I got Skedaddles. this. Skedaddles. Skedaddles on back. Yeah. He gets, he's like, I got this cup. The dwarves are like, This is great. This is my favorite <laughs> thing ever. And they're like, uh, I'm going to devote my ancestors to you or whatever. They they get, like, super dramatic about it. Yeah. Because they're all excited. Yeah. And dwarves are dramatic. Um, but while they're back, well, Bilbo's like, oh, look at me. I'm so cool. Smaug is like, I'm going to wake up. And his, <laughs> his alarm went off. Yeah. He woke up, and he was like, what the heck? Where's my cup? And this isn't, like, just a few things. He has, like, 
a ton of stuff. So like it's, it's like a vast hall full yeah. of gold. Yeah, so like nobody would have noticed the cup's gone except for Smaug. Yeah, because he, like over the years, he's counted everything and he yeah. knew ev- where everything was. Yeah. So he takes a quick inventory and he's like, my cup is gone. Um, so he gets angry, as one would, and he's like, I'm going to... And he thinks it's the uh, Lake Town men that are behind this, like, stealing thing. Yeah. So he leaves the mountain, and he starts just shooting fire everywhere. And the dwarves are freaking out. Because they just went from, like, the best moment of their life to, like, the, like, lowest of, like, the heck, we're going to die. Yeah. Um. So they're hiding in that dark passage that they were already in. And um, they stay away from the fire. Um, but after a while, Smaug returns back to the lair or to his den and then he falls asleep i did air Uh, quotations there because he's not asleep so bilbo wink wink and air quotations yeah that you can't see bilbo works up the nerve to return to the dragon's lair Uh. and only discover that smaug was just pretending to be asleep because he's like peeking his head out and he can see smaug's eye open a little and he's like i'm coming back in he didn't have the ring on at this point i don't think oh but then he puts it on and um Although Smaug can't see Bilbo because he has the ring on now, um, he can smell him. But Smaug is like, I don't recognize this smell. This this is not a dwarf. That I'm smelling because he d- he he can't smell a hot or he's never smelled a hobbit before, so he doesn't know what that smell is. So Bilbo or Smaug greets him mockingly, and Bilbo answers in riddles. He just starts like saying, "Oh, I'm da 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 da. I'm all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. I'm like the barrel rider. I he he had th- something like I bury my friends and uh, dig them back up or something, which is supposed to be like he puts them in the barrels and then yeah. gets them back out. <coughs> but from that, Smaug realizes that the barrels have to be. He's like, oh, this is a, has to do with the Lake Town men, or they're from Lake yeah. Town. So he assumes that the people behind this are from are the Lake Town men. Um, and he does he does um quell his anger by doing that so smaug is like okay i'm gonna settle down now but i'm still a little mad and then um bilbo starts flattering smaug by uh giving him a bunch of like uh nicknames and like being like oh you're so great you're like majestic majesty terrific or whatever starts doing all these crazy things inflating him like a balloon basically but um uh and then so and then he's like uh bilbo's like but i do know that Every uh, dragon has a weak spot, their tummy. He doesn't say that <laughs> verbatim, but and so <laughs> Smaug is like, "No, I'm, I've, I'm all covered. Look!" And so he s- shows them his belly, and Bilbo's like, "Ha, you fool!" He's thinking this. He's thinking, yeah, yeah. He says, "Ha, you fool! You have an exposed stomach." And um, it's like right next to his armpit, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. more, it's more up there, but you know, um, his underbelly, I guess. Yeah, under there, um, and uh, so Bilbo. Oh, it's right here. So an open patch in Smaug's diamond waistcoat above his left breast. So he has an exposed area where he's like, I don't. And Bilbo's like, yes, yes, you do. And so Bilbo <laughs> rushes. <laughs> no, trust me. You do. <laughs> really? Do I? Do I? Is it noticeable? Is <laughs> no. So, so B- Smaug gets super self-conscious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So Bilbo rushes back to the passage uh, and outruns the dragon's angry flames because the dragon's like, no, I don't have an exposed spot right above my left breast. He's like, yes, you do. He's like, oh. I don't even have breasts. Yeah. So Bilbo <laughs> runs away. Then he tells the dwarves what he learned. Um, and a thrush is sitting by and listening. Tweet, tweet. Um, that's important, but I won't tell you why. And then they hear the roar of a dragon once more. 
and um, close the secret passage just before an avalanche comes down upon them. And then they are trapped inside the mountain now. So that's a summary of the chapter. It's a big chapter because this is where we meet Smaug. Bilbo really comes into his own as like a not a scaredy cat. Um, Grant, before you read that, I'm okay, gonna okay. I'm gonna read this inst- this I w- um I read this line and I thought this is a really good or this section I thought it was really good. I'll read it and I'll talk about it. So this is when Bilbo's about to go to see Smaug for the first time, um, and he's in the dark cave and he stopped. And he's like, should I go? It says. It was at this point that Bilbo stopped. Going on from there was the bravest thing he ever did. The tremendous thing that happened afterwards were as nothing compared to it. He fought the real real battle in the tunnel alone before he ever saw the vast danger that lay in wait. I thought that's a great uh, passage because, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, um, like, when you when you have a big thing you got to do, one of the or the most or the hardest part is like starting it yeah i guess so i just thought that was like a good way or like a inspirational thing like if you're stuck or you're like have something scary that you have to do just one of the it says going on from there was the bravest thing you ever did just know that that's a brave you're brave dude yeah you go through there the hardest part is starting it everything else usually falls into place yeah grant said it a lot better than i did i just read it and was like i like that no you yeah you had the gist of it Yeah. yeah So I just thought that was good, and that's a nice Tolkien thing you said. Thanks yeah. for saying that, Tolkien. But yeah, so I'm gonna talk about Smaug. But I'm gonna have. Do you want me to? I'm gonna yes. Okay. Wait, Grant. Okay. Wait. Okay. I'm gonna talk about Smaug, but I'm gonna have Grant read Smaug's introduction <laughs> in the book. So here's you Grant ready? Mulder okay. doing the introduction. I wish I could do a voice, but there's no di- there's no dialogue in this yeah. paragraph. Trust me, one day you could do like a Tolkien reading it voice. I don't. Okay, never mind. No, I'm okay, good. We're not doing it. There he lay, a vast red golden dragon, fast asleep. A thrumming came from his jaws and nostrils, and wisps of smoke, but his fires were low in slumber. Beneath him, under all his limbs and his huge coiled tail, and about him on all sides stretching a- away across the unseen floors, lay countless piles of precious things, gold wrought and unwrought, gems and jewels, and silver red stained in the ruddy light. Thank you, Grant. Yeah, so that's when Bilbo first sees Smaug, uh, and he's sleeping. And um, so before Spying I spying s- on him yeah. while he's sleeping. Before I start this, if you want to know more about the dra- if this is interesting, you want to know more about the dragons. We have a whole episode on it, episode four. I think it's called "Here Be Dragons." Here be dragons. Yeah. So we talk. We go into depth about all the dragons. We're really the dragging this one on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do a quick overview <laughs> of. Uh, Smaug up to this point because there's more about him after which we'll figure out after the if you read it thanks Jay Grant already knows what's gonna happen but he should read I the should rest. read it yeah yeah you're right so Smaug is what you would call a fire drake and a fire drake is just a dragon that breathes fire a drake is just a, like a big lizard dragon yeah so a fire drake there's like ice drakes and yeah there's cold drakes um yeah which don't breathe fire mm-hmm but Smaug was the last great dragon of Middle-earth. Which um, doesn't mean he's the last dragon. It just means no. he's the last great dragon. He was the last, like, really good, great one. All the other ones were pretty average. Yeah. So Tolkien never says exactly when Smaug was born or where he came from. We get um, that he came from the mountains in the north, but we don't get, like... Yeah, the gray mountains. Yeah, we don't get, like, oh, Smaug was born on this day at this hospital. He weighed this many ounces. He was this big. Bouncing baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, but we do know in uh, Third Age 2770, Smaug came from the mountains in the north, attracted by the vast wealth as- amassed by the dwarven king of Erebor. And this um, is a sack of Erebor about this, uh, about that. And I go more into depth on this in the first Hobbit episode. Yeah. Because we talk about, we talk more in depth on it. So I'm just going to like go over Smaug's part in it. Yeah. But if you're interested in that, this is a third plug for our episode. <laughs> we go into depth on that in that episode. But so, um, the w- in the uh, big thing of, in the big treasure, there's the Arkenstone. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when it comes up later. But the Arkenstone, all you need to know now is it's this big treasure, and it's the thing that uh, Thorin is trying to get to. Yeah. Um, and it's, b- it's grander and better than all the other treasure in there. Um, and then, so in one savage attack, he laid waste to both Erebor and the neighboring town of Dale, killing any dwarf, any dwarves or man who tried to stop him. Um, and that's why, in last episode, when we talked about Dale, there's, like, parts of it that are underwater. Yeah. And that's because the dragon, at- or Smaug, attacked him. Yeah. Um, but King Thor in Thrain used a secret door to escape, um, which is a secret passage that yeah. they went through. And that's Thorin's dad and grandpa. And um, that's where they grandpa got Grandpa Thor. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they got the map and keys from. Yeah. So for about 200 years, Smaug guarded his horde. And he would sleep in the pile of treasure. Um, and like Grant said, the surrounding domain uh, became a sca- scarred wasteland. Um, and it was known as the Desolation of Smaug. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much all we have about Smaug. Because, um, I mean, you j- he's just a dragon. Everybody pretty much knows what a dragon is. Yeah. It's just your everyday dragon. Nothing really special other than it's just yeah. the Smaug. He's the big bad guy. And he's a dragon. But you're going to learn more about him for the further on we go. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I have right now for Smaug. But um, do you have anything else to add or do you want to move on? To Smaug is big. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yes. He's a big boy. Big boy. And he's played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah. I like the videos of him doing the motion capture. Have you yeah, seen those? Yeah. And, and he's, he's like crawling on the yeah, ground. Yeah, he has the suit. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I feel like... He did a really good job with it, but mm-hmm. then actually watching him like do it without the CGI is just weird. That's what I have mad respect for people like that because I could like especially I Andy couldn't Serkis. do it without laughing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he plays Gollum or yeah. what is it Caesar in Planet of the Apes? He plays yeah. He plays the the motion capture they monkey. have to do. I could not like take myself seriously. I know and like act really well. Yeah, and then also do that. Have you seen the um? It's the new or the live action Beauty of the Beast with. Emma, um, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. Where the beast? It's a CGI beast, so it's just. This Who's he played by? I don't remember. I never saw the movie. I I think I watched it in band class. Yeah, because it's got music in but it. But it's this guy, and he's on like stilts, and <sighs> he has this like head above him where uh, the beast's head is supposed to be, and it looks hilarious. <laughs> and I I could not like stay serious during that. I know. But yeah, um. But yeah, that's all we have for the two chapters, and we're gonna move on to oh, quiz or trivia. I got to trivia. Ask yeah, my you trivia gotta, for yeah, you. do your trivia. So this one, um, I think this is one of my best trivia questions. Oh boy. Um. Oh boy. You don't necessarily need to have read the chapter because even <laughs> if <laughs> that's good because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> even if you did read it, it'd still probably be a little like. Yeah. I'm gonna so, so this is the question. Which which one of these names or epithets, which is just like a descriptive word, right. um, right. for Smaug does Bilbo not use? So I'm gonna oh, list okay. off okay. four, okay. and okay. one of them 
Bibble doesn't use. So it's kind of like a multiple choice. It's it's yeah. one of them he does not use for Smaug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's Smaug the Tremendous, Smaug the Unaccessibly Wealthy, Smaug the Immortal Fire, or Smaug the Chiefest and Greatest of Calamities. Three of those are used. One is not. What was one and three again? One was Tremendous. Smaug the Tremendous. And three, and three was Smaug the Immortal Fire. Three is the one he didn't use. Correct. Yeah. Wow, Grant. Which would be difficult because I feel like that would be one that I he would have used. I tried to make it like kind of easy or generic. I like re- it would make sense. I remember two and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good description, though. I remember mm-hmm. two and four he did use because those were kind of like weird ones, mm-hmm. like the chiefest of calamities or whatever. Chiefest and greatest of calamities. It's just kind of like a, yeah, like yeah. that one was recognizable for me. And then the other one was. Uh, unaccessibly wealthy. Unaccessibly wealthy. I, I remember that one. But I couldn't remember if it tremendous or yeah. So I got it. Good job, Grant. Thanks, man. Yeah, I do like the Immortal Fire. I think that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Like the Immortal, immortal fire. fire. You can call me Jay the Immortal Fire now. Okay. I don't know if I ever will, but. Okay. But our fans can. I don't know if we have any <laughs> fans that aren't friends or family. I know. <laughs> if you're not friends or family, you can call me that. And if you are friends or family, please call me that. We do want to say, though, if you are not friends or family and you're listening to this <laughs> this podcast, we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Because otherwise we would just be talking to, you know, yeah. just. It'd just be a family reunion, yeah. even though Grant and I aren't from the same family. No. But, you know. But I know a lot of your family, so. I know some of your family. Yeah. More of your intermediate family. Or immediate, 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 intermediate, yeah. intermediate. <laughs> intermediate. <laughs> yeah, not any of your beginner, advanced family, just, no, the Im- just intermediate family. Yeah, just right in the middle. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so now we're gonna move on to Middle Earth current events. Oh yeah. Welcome to Middle Earth current events. This is current events. On this earth pertaining to Middle Earth. There you go. There you go. I got it that time. Okay. So we have three one, three uh, of them. I got two of them. I think Grant has one. That, uh, that adds up to three. This first one's pretty short, but it's it's some news. So as you know, the Rings of Power is coming out, and Amazon is doing all they can to promote it, which is understandable. You know, understandable. that's what businesses do. Yeah. And you can't blame them for promoting their own show. No. So um, they are releasing new editions of the lord of the rings uh but they're using the rings of power cover art on them yeah um and it's the uh you've probably seen these before it's the it was like the first images that came out where it's yeah, those like posters with the hands yeah with the hands there's galadriel um elrond and um the new bad guy uh, his name is adar adar yeah which means uh father in sindarin yeah so it's those three i can't remember which one is i think fellowship of the ring is Gladriel, Two Towers is Adar, and Elrond is on the uh, yeah. uh, Return of the Return King. Of the King. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into, like, if people are happy or sad about it cause, or upset about it because you probably already know people aren't thrilled about I guess I just went right into it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can get right into that because, uh, I mean, Galadriel and Elrond are in the books, but they're not, like, I mean, they're big. They play big parts. They help the the company and the, the fellowship, but they are also not really a main part of the they're story. They're like secondary characters. Yeah, they're secondary supporting characters. And Adar's not even a character. And he's not even an actual character. He's so, but yeah. So I mean, I guess 
I'm not a big fan of movie and TV covers on books. No. The the first um uh editions of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit that I got were the like it was like the movie uh mm-hmm. what what do you call it? Movie tie-ins. Oh, wait, movie tie-ins is what they're called. No, it was like a It's like the it's like the extended editions of the movies and it's like the cover of those movies oh. that for the extended editions is the same cover for the books that I got. Yeah. That was just cuz it was like the cheapest one on Amazon. Well, yeah, those I are found. movie tie-ins. Oh, okay. I did. I, yeah. I had to Google that one cuz I had the same thing I bought when I first got Lord of the Rings ones it was the movie tie-in edition so I yeah. thought it was going to be different. Yeah. But it's just it's just the cover. Just the cover. They call yeah. them movie tie-ins, but nothing none of the content yeah. has changed. But I, I got those ones because I think I was like 16 or 17 or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were just the cheapest ones, so that's yeah. what I got. Yeah, That's what I did. But, you know, eventually we upgrade. Yeah, but I definitely have upgraded. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Ooh, about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, okay. these will be released on July 5th um, next month. Um, and what? Not next month. Or two months from now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, two months from now. <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to this. It could be next month. It could, it could be, be in the past. In the past. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I guess the one good thing about this is that it could get people into Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's good. Because they'll be like, oh, I like that show, and those are the covers. And the covers look cool. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Silmarillion isn't really the place to start with Middle Earth. No. It'd be The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So but it is a great book. And it's a I, great book. I'm, I'm reading it. It's May, yeah. so I'm it's, reading it. He's reading it. Yeah, baby. But yeah, probably shouldn't. If you're just getting into Middle Earth, don't do The Silmarillion. I just finished the Ainulandale, which is the music of the Ainur, which yeah. is like the very first section of the Silmarillion. Yeah. So yeah, July 5th, two months from now, those books yeah. will come out. But... Oh, you just want to say No, I was just going to say, when you said July 5th, a month from now, I was like, what? What? Surprise, Grant. Surprise. It's June It's now. June. So, um, the second news, our second news story today. Right, right, right. Uh, there's a new, uh, there was a new Rings of Power ad dropped a few days ago from this recording. Of yeah. this recording, which is May 2nd, not June 2nd. May 2nd. It's gonna be May. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this was a... Uh, Brazilian ad. It was uh, shown on during like one of Brazil Brazil's biggest. I think it's a reality TV show. It yeah. was. It's just a big TV event, and they showed this. Um, and it doesn't give any new footage of the actual yeah. show, but it's a compilation of Brazilian celebrities saying some lines in Portuguese. So I'm gonna read the translated versions. I didn't translate this. I got this off the one. I ring. thought you can speak Portuguese. No, nope. <laughs> I can only speak English. I mean English. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought that was for real. I <laughs> no, was like, I was no, Jay, that was so bad. No, I was just joking. Hey. <laughs> okay. So, so what's what's the thing that what's the cringy thing that people say all the time? Like, is it like like English much or something like that? Yeah, English much. I I hate that so much. I love when it's people so say stupid. Sp- like, speak American. I can speak American. I can speak American. Yeah. Jeez, talk much? Yeah. It's like shut up. I hate that. That's okay. the worst. So now that Grant has. Sorry. Uh, aired out his dirty laundry. R- yeah. We're going to... So there's four speakers, and I'm going to read them all. I'm not going to do different voices. Um, <laughs> you should. No. Okay. And I, I don't know any of these celebrities because I'm not into Brazilian uh, entertainment. Yeah. But... Um, You're not? They're just four important people in Brazilian entertainment. I think there's like an actor, a musician, uh, this reality host or whatever, yeah. and maybe sports, probably soccer player or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. 
But so the first speaker says, a powerful force moves our protagonist. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> your, your shirt says Sulox. Uh-huh. And the way you're sitting, it was folded over, <laughs> and I couldn't see the L in locks, and so it was just S-O-O-O-C-K-S, so it's like, socks, <laughs> <laughs> and it just cracked me up. I couldn't hold it in. I was staring at it for like a minute, and I couldn't <laughs> hold it in. Okay, yeah, my shirt <laughs> Socks. Is screaming socks. No. Sulak's a great place. You should go visit it sometime. Yeah. Great place. Okay, so- uh, says a powerful force moves our protagonist. A search for a chance to rewrite their own story, of being reborn without having to die. Ooh, being Ooh. reborn without having to die. The second speaker says they heard the call, saw the bars of their imaginary prisons, conquered their fears, and went into the world. Went out into the world. So it's getting crazy. Getting crazy. Speaker three, but make no mistake, it doesn't end here. A safe place is, each time, further and further away, and the line between good and evil blurs. The fools... Oh, this is the fourth person saying this in the last one. The fools and the weak-spirited are left behind along the way. Those who arrive find in the end a new beginning, redemption. Welcome to the new legend, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. And then it and then it cuts to some footage we've already seen. Yeah. Um, but I... F- I mean, it's a cool ad. I watched it. I mean, obviously, I had to watch subtitles, but yeah. it was still really cool. It's cool, and um, it's nice that because it seems like they're gonna have, uh, like p- Portuguese translation of the thing or the show, so um, it can expose it to more people. Yeah, they've got a lot of translations. Yeah, because I mean, they're spending a ton of money on it, so they'll probably have Might lots well. of translations. Yeah. And you know what? We want everybody to experience Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. Grant, what is your thing? Yeah, what I've got think? something too. Um, recently, uh, Sean Astin, who was the actor who played uh Sam Samwise Gamgee mm-hmm. in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Master Frodo, that's what he Master said. Frodo. Yes. Um, he also plays Rudy. He plays Rudy. Rudy. He Rudy. plays. Uh, he played Bob in like what was it, the second season of Stranger Things? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then what else is he there? was in? He was Mike from Fifty First Dates or something like that. Let me look it up. Um. Yeah, Rudy's a really good movie. I think we talk about that every time we mention Sean Astin. Well, I mean, Rudy, it's a really good movie. The two things I know him from are Rudy and um, Lord, of, Lord Rings. of the Rings. Um, Goonies. Oh, I forgot he's. Oh Goonies. yeah, yeah. He's in Fifty First Dates. Uh, I guess that's the only things we'd really know him from. Oh, he's in Click. I guess he was in. Minecraft. <laughs> no, he is in Click. Not. <laughs> I guess in, he's in Click. He's in know. Minecraft Story Mode. What? What? I don't know. He's just um <laughs> he's uh credited in Minecraft story mode. I don't know what Look character. that up. Oh, he plays What is that? Reginald? He plays Reginald. Reginald? Reginald. Um I know Minecraft story mode was like like kind of like Minecraft's attempt at like doing kind of like a campaign almost for mm-hmm. Minecraft. Pat Oswald is in it too. Oh, what the heck? That's interesting. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Sean Astin. Um, so he he uh, he attended like kind of like a preview uh, screening. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just a bigger preview, I think, for the Rings of Power. And obviously, he was invited to it because he's been a big part of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. uh, ever since he starred in it. And um, it says uh, Lord of the Rings star Sean Astin. I'm reading this off of CBR.com. It's a little article. The Lord of the Rings star Sean. 
Aston confirmed he can't wait for Amazon Studios' upcoming series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Aston, who played Samwise Gamgee in Peter Jackson's big-screen adaptations of J.R.R. Tolkien's original novels, dis- what? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I lost my spot. Discussed the Rings of Power in an interview at Calgary Expo 2022. That's mm. this year, man. That's this year. Um, he says, I, for one, am excited for the show, he said. I saw I saw the preview for it, and it gave me chills. It looks like they got it. I've been saying the whole time they're going to do it right. There's no way Amazon is going to pay almost a billion dollars for a franchise just to screw it up. Yeah. And honestly, I know we've talked a little bit about how w- disappointed we are in some of the things that they're – doing or like the way they're portraying characters but i feel like as far as the story goes and the quality of the story and the show itself and uh just everything really mm-hmm. i feel like yeah it's not going to be like half a billion dollars wasted i feel like they're actually going to do a really good job with it so i i do agree with sean but I at the same at the same it. time at the same time it's like they still are like there's still a few things that are eh. yeah but yeah I agree with that, but also that's like the only stuff we know. There's probably so much more to the show. Yeah, and like they're all well, the only stuff we know is stuff that has been shown in the trailers, and there's like yeah. a whole season worth of stuff. So we, yeah, we really don't have. We're basically just forming an opinion based off a trailer. Yeah, all the odds are against them. Yeah, but you know what? I'm right. I'm feeling good about it because I'm really happy with Amazon right now because they uh, delivered the mic today. I ordered it this morning and they delivered it, and now Grant's talking into it. Yeah, so. So well, I'm they're, good about Amazon. They're on the right path. Shout out to the Amazon delivery lady. Yeah. They should get ra- she she get a raise and everyone else should get a raise. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Shout out. That was the first package I got on the same <coughs> day delivery. Cool. And now it's here. Grant's talking to it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all we have. Are we doing let me see. What's the next chapter? Um thirteen. Yes, I know that. Which is um don't wait, hold on, I got this. It's don't uh Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is chapter 13? Oh, I got this. I got this. Don't tell me. Okay. Um. Does he have it? I don't know. Does he have it? No, I don't have it. Uh. I just saw. It. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Not a home. Not at home. Okay. Not a home. Not at home. Not a home. Not a home. Not at home. <laughs> You're it right. is. I know. <laughs> Every time you kept saying it, I was like, "No, I don't think it is." <laughs> Not at home. Yeah. Um. We m- we should probably do two of them because because they're shorter, but it's okay. It's only this one's only ten pages. One ninety three oh, wow. to two o three. Yeah. What's the next one after that? Two o three to two eleven. No, so I don't even care about that. Oh, what's the <laughs> fire and water? Oh, fire and water. And then the one after that's gathering of the clouds. So you want to do not at home and fire and water? Yeah. That well, that sounds good because it sets it up for the yeah. the big kind of like finale type thing. Yeah. Then so okay, so next week we only have five chapters after. Or uh, next for the next uh, episode podcast episode. Let's uh, let's have you guys and I'll I'll do it too. Grant, yeah, Grant, <laughs> let's read. Are, chap- you gonna, are you gonna read the past three chapters in the readout, or you're just gonna start? No, I'm just one? gonna start. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I know. Uh, I'm gonna. So we're going to read chapters 13 and 14, Not at Home and Fire and Water. Yeah, We're so. 77% of the way through the book, so we're at the home stretch. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Well, Grant's technically not 77% of the way through the book. No. But that's okay. He's already read it many times. Yeah. And he's you know he's reading The Silmarillion. And I, Yeah, I'm also reading The Silmarillion right so now. So he doesn't want to get... And I have a home. So Yeah, he has a home now, so homeowners can only read one book at a time. Yeah, back off. That's why I can read a few. 
because I, yeah, I don't currently own a home. No. But yeah, I am the proud owner of a nice microphone. I'm so happy about this microphone because <laughs> it makes <laughs> editing so much easier. I know. Yeah. Let us know. You guys don't have to let us know. Let <laughs> us know if it sounds good. If it sounds bad, don't let us know. If it sounds good, let us know. Or don't. Is it more of like an ASMR mic? Like, Well, probably now that you're doing that. Welcome to Middle Earth ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time with for two chapters. Yeah. 1314. And you know how we say goodbye around here. Yeah. Big old kiss. Goodbye.